Hey, it's Heidi. Welcome back for another video. I'm so glad you're here. If you're new here, welcome home. Just a quick reminder, if you find something you like here, leave a comment, like the video. It helps us help more people, and that's really what we're here to do. This channel is dedicated to everything toxic, dysfunctional relationship recovery. I really want to help you make sense of the relationships that you're in and help you navigate these relationships so you can have the peace, the sanity, and the happiness that ultimately you really deserve. And there's really not a more frustrating relationship than with an addict or an alcoholic because it's kind of like you're with two people. The person you know that's inside of there, the person you love and you know has all the potential in the world, and the person they're showing up as today. And so I want to talk with you about that. Likely you've clicked on this video because you're asking yourself, when should I stay or should I go? When is it time to actually leave this relationship? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, just so you know, I'm not going to give you a, hey, you got to get out of this thing. That's not what I do. Now, as a coach, I want what you want. But part of the thing I do is help you figure out what the hell you really do want. Because most of the time, you're so busy figuring out what's going to help them or get them sober or stop them from doing the thing that they're doing that all their, your focus and energy is on them instead of on what you really want. And you kind of forget yourself. You get lost in this mix. So I'm going to give this to you as a from a perspective of you. All right. So if you're doing any one of these five things, it's a sign to you or a signal to you that you should entertain the idea that maybe it's time to focus on you. And then maybe that might mean exiting this relationship. Maybe that might mean taking some time away to work on yourself while they're over here. Because here's the deal. Here's what I know for sure. You need to get better whether they get better or not. And get better from what? Look, being in a relationship with an addict or an alcoholic impacts you to the core. It affects you. Whether you realize that to, to the grand scale that it can affect you or not, it impacts every single person who is exposed to that person. So if you have children, you yourself, everybody needs support. That's exactly why over at lovecoachheidi.com, we have programs dedicated to helping you get your life back whether they get working or not, so that you can have the happiness that you deserve. So there's a lot of free resources over there too, before I get into these five things. There's a, a free boundary workshop over there you can sign up for. There is a helping versus hurting checklist that you can understand when it comes to addiction and with your loved one, and what you're doing and is the behavior helping or hurting. Lots of resources over there. And of course, I would love to have you inside one of our programs to help you navigate this and answer every question that you have. All right. So let's get into these five signs, surefire signs that maybe that is time for you to look at this relationship and think about exiting. All right. Should you break up? If you're doing one of these five things, you might want to look at that, all right? Notice I'm not telling you you got to get out yes or no, because again, I'm here to help you do what you want to do. I'm just trying to get the wheels turning in your mind as to what, um, what you think the next right move is for you. Again, I just want to say this because it's so important that you have this inner GPS. You have this internal guidance system that knows exactly what to do, but the confusion lies up here. And these are the five things we're going to address. Like what is confused? All right. The first thing is, is that you're waiting for proof or evidence or the thing that's going to tell you it's time to go. Now, 
that sounds kind of crazy because this is that's a video titled this today the five surefire signs but i know how this works like you're you're sitting around you're thinking okay if i can just get proof that they're not getting any better if i can just know for sure that they're going to keep using or that they're not working that program or if i could just get proof that they are going to work that program then i know that okay i should leave or stay if i can just get proof and evidence that this is going to work this time they're going to stay sober this time they're going to do the damn thing this time you know you're waiting around to either justify your exit to say, ah, oh, so everybody could look at you and go, yeah, no wonder she left. She's a saint. Look at everything she put up with by the time she left or by the time he left and nobody would fault because there's a thing in you that feels really bad for even thinking about leaving. Maybe you've been in this relationship for a really long time and you've been thinking about leaving for a really long time, but the outsiders or the heads, the voices in your head are saying to you, well, you can't do that. You can't leave this person when they're at their absolute worst. They're an addict. They're an alcoholic. They can't help what they're doing. You better make darn sure if you leave, you have a justified position for leaving. You better make sure it was so effing bad that nobody would fault you for leaving. That's what we do because we can't justify our own desire to have something better or long for something different. We think that, you know, misery is the, the barometer. Misery is the compass, how bad it is or how bad it has to get before you give yourself permission to go. I mean, my goodness, here's what I know for sure about you is that you can tolerate just about anything. You have a black belt and bullshit. You know how to wade through the stuff, right? What you don't know how to do is give, is, is give yourself permission to have better or different or more. You don't need to justify your desire to have a relationship that's mutually beneficial. You don't need to justify your desire to leave a situation where you're being hurt continually, whether they're doing it on purpose or not. All right. That's what a lot of people say. Well, they don't know what they're doing. They're cheating or they're lying, but they're, it's their addiction. It's a disease. So I should forgive them. Even though it's a disease, and even though they might be in their addiction when they're doing these things, they're still doing these things. And that's enough of a reason for you to want to have a different life. Okay. That's number one. Number two, if you know it's time to exit, if you're, this is so good today, I hope you're getting a notebook because look, you got to come to these videos and, and, and take some notes. Okay. Because there's like a fire hose. I give you so much information at one top and you're telling me how helpful it is and i'm super grateful that it is but i want you to understand like this isn't this is just the beginning of the work you know you're going to learn these things but then practicing them information isn't the hard thing um putting it into practice is the hard thing implementation is the hard thing that's why we have our group programs that's why we get on calls every wednesday night at 7 p.m and get together as a group and we say, okay, let's implement these concepts and ideas. So I know it's easier said than done, okay? So I'm just gonna encourage you to make the notes, but then let's work a little deeper to help you pull the trigger on some of these ideas, all right? Number two, it's time to consider leaving if you're waiting for a change. If you're waiting for them to, you're only gonna be with them if they're sober for the rest of their life, if they totally change everything about themselves, then you're gonna be in it and you're looking for evidence of that. You know, recovery doesn't work that way. You know, it's like you're getting married and you know, you, you say to that person, I love you as long as you're sober. Now there's nothing wrong with that, okay? But 
the odds of that person being sober for the rest of their lives and never having any challenges in their recovery are kind of slim to none. So I want you to understand if you're going to stay in this relationship and you're going to be married to an addict or an alcoholic, you're not just marrying Jim. You're also marrying that addiction because that is a part of who they are. That is a part of who they are. So you can't just say, I just want you without this. That's a package deal. And when somebody, and, and, and people can argue this and say, well, people can change and, and, and they can, but you're not going to be in a relationship banking on that. I want you to be in this relationship only if you can answer this question. If this person would never change, if addiction is going to be a part of their lives for the rest of their lives, if relapse is a possibility, if they're going to continue to drink and use, and this could happen over and over again, do I want to be in this thing? And if the answer is no, I do not want to be in this thing. If those things are going to happen, then I'm telling you that's a really good indicator that you should exit because those things are likely going to happen. But if you say, yeah, I'm in it to win it. I want to be with this person no matter what. If they relapse, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to stay in the house with them. They're going to go to treatment. I'm going to have the boundaries around it. Then, okay, I, I, I can teach you how to not, I can teach you either thing. I can teach you how to stay in the relationship and navigate the roller coaster, as we call it, and the ups and downs and learn how to buckle up or navigate the hurricanes, okay? And learn how to batten down the hatches. But if you say, well, I'm unwilling to batten down the hatches. I don't wanna put the shutters up. I don't wanna do the thing. I only wanna be with a sober person. Then you need to exit that relationship from my perspective and get a sober person who doesn't have an alcohol problem or a drug addiction, okay? So that, that's number two. <clears throat> number three, if you are strategizing manipulating or controlling this person in an attempt to fix them or control their behavior, their drinking, their using, it's a good sign that you need to exit because you cannot strategize addiction into submission. You cannot fix this. There is nothing that you're going to be able to do as magical and as powerful as you are. And I know you are a sorceress of sorts. Okay. You make stuff happen. You are a fixer. You're a wizard in many ways, but not here. Your powers, it's like Glenda the Good Witch. It's like, be gone, your you have no powers here. Right? You do not have any power in this situation at all. But if you believe you do, and, and, and it works the opposite way. Well, if I say this, I'm going to make them drink. If I do this, I'm going to make them relapse. You're so far in it, you can't see the forest through the trees. Because you don't have any control over any of that. So if you're doing the latest strategy to figure out how to fix that, if you're Googling how to detox somebody, if you're Googling out of withdrawal, if you're thinking about buying something to help them detox, I mean, you're, you're not a treatment center. You're not a life coach. And even if you are, you're ill-equipped because you're too close to the situation. You're not a sponsor. You're not a therapist. You're not a halfway house. And if you're behaving as any one of those things, you're outside of your role. And so that's a really good indicator. If you're doing all the work, if you're constantly coming up with ways that they can get better and you're working harder on their recovery than they are, that's a really good indicator that's time for you to go. Maybe do that for a living if you have a passion for it, but don't do it in your personal life. Okay, you deserve to be fulfilled and have a partner that supports and encourages and meets you in the middle and you guys support each other rather than you constantly figuring out how to pull somebody up out of hell over and over and over again. Now, I know you get something out of that. There's a secondary gain. A lot of us who get into relationships with addicts or alcoholics grew up with an addict and alcoholic. And so what we're doing is trying to right a wrong. We're trying to heal from the past with another human being. And, and that's not fair either, right? Well, if I couldn't fix my dad, I can fix you. Or if I couldn't help my mom get better, I can help you get better. You've got to look at your motives. In our programs, that's exactly what we do. 
we figure out where this helper come from, where this controlling behavior originate, where does the fixer behavior? Because I'll tell you, that's exhausting. What happens when it doesn't work? What happens when you spend all your time and energy strategizing the perfect recovery program? You are thinking, man, I am so good. I've done it with my dad. I've researched all the programs. I said, oh, if he does this, he went to treatment one time. <clears throat> it was the first time he ever went to treatment. I was like, thank God, I'm always gonna have the dad I wanted. Thank God this is over, it's fixed. And I went to busy in the house and I, I mean, I ripped up carpets. I painted everything. I dumped all the old bottles and everything down the drain. And I made sure he was coming home to a different environment. I went to my siblings and told them each how to behave around him. So they didn't trigger him up. You know, I mean, I landscaped, I mean, I did everything you could possibly imagine. And I sat back after, after I did all my work weeks, right. Where he was in treatment and I was getting the house ready to make sure it was like sober proofed, like baby proofed. It was like, sober proofed, you know, and I sat back in my chair and I marveled at all my work and the house looked great. Ah, and then my dad got home and relapsed 24 hours out of treatment. And you know what I thought? What did I do wrong? Did I not like, what did I do wrong that the environment I did? So I, I was delusional thinking if I strategize enough, if I came up with enough of the things to do that I could prevent him from drinking and using it, that's just never going to happen. All it is, is a recipe for a mental health crisis. Okay. All it is, is a recipe for you to exhaust yourself to the point of complete overwhelm and numbness. And you find yourself over drinking, over medicating, over shopping, over spending to cope. It's a vicious cycle. All right. Number four. Now I've given you so many already, but here's number four. If you are constantly making excuses and justifications and rationalizations for that other person's behavior. If other people are coming to you and going, man, this is just, this is, they're, they're taking, they're, they're taking every, they're sucking the soul out of you and everything. And you're like, well, they're just, you know, they're doing that because they smoke weed all day because they have anxiety issues and they are overwhelmed at work. And, you know, they just have too much going on. So they do need a little bit of energy. They only take the Adderall because they need to focus. And of course they need the Ativan to come down. And, you know, I mean, I understand it's not really affecting everybody. It really is just them. And, you know, and you're overlooking it constantly. You're sweeping it under the rug or they wreck the car and you buy them a new one, you know, or, or you call in for work and make excuses about them, uh, you know, and you're constant, that's called enabling. And actually, when I just said, there's nothing you can do to help somebody get better. There are things you can do to help them die quicker. Hello. All right. While you can't make somebody quit, you can certainly make it easier for them to do it. And that's called enabling. And that's that fine line between helping and hurting. And if that's you, you do need to go over to Love Coach Heidi and download that free checklist to see what behaviors could be in really progressing this thing along, making it the bot the end come quicker. Okay. I know I use some strong opinions and language, but I want to tell you this didn't come just from my own experience in my own family, right? It started there. Um, but eventually I started working at one of the world's leading drug and alcohol treatment centers. And I was inside there for eight years. I created and facilitated the family program with hundreds of families every month thousands of clients. I've seen every scenario you could possibly imagine. I've heard every excuse known to man. And I, I want you to know that while I'm saying this, I have compassion, right? Because I understand addiction and, and I did make a video. That's a great video and I'll post it in the comments so that you can see explaining addiction. 
but there's lots of compassion and help for the addict or alcoholic. There's a treatment center every five blocks, you know, there's a place to go, but where does the family go? One place like Al-Anon, which is okay if you're into that kind of thing, but you, maybe you need more answers. Maybe you need clear cut direction. Maybe you need somebody to tell you and talk the truth and speak in this, you know, to help you find your truth. And that's why I'm just encouraging you. And I say things so strongly because I didn't come to this information by accident. This is through almost a decade, day in and day out of dealing in this dynamic. Okay. And so there, I have a tremendous amount of wisdom to share with you. So um, I want to make sure that you just don't come to the video and make that the end. I want you to come alongside and let's go even deeper. So we talked about number one, you're waiting for this clear cut answer, you know, so you have proof and ammo that you're okay to go and you're not giving yourself permission to leave because you don't want to, you don't want people to think something bad about you. That's a signal. It's time to go. You're waiting for them to change. You only want to be with them if they're going to be sober for the rest of their lives. Likely not going to happen. If you're trying to control, strategize, fix, or manipulate the situation, got to go. If you're making excuses and enabling, probably better if you go. And then the last thing is <clears throat> you don't like who you've become in this relationship. You know, when you first had an idea of a relationship, you thought, man, I'm just going to be like part, you know, you just had visions of like laying in bed at night, reading your books with the, the little night lights on and touching toes under the blankets, you know, and feeling this warmth and connection. And you, you want that. And you've always wanted that, but you have the opposite. You have somebody who gets too drunk and wants to have sex with you or wants to be with you. And you're trying to make excuses to get out of the situation or somebody who drinks too much and gets belligerent or weird or somebody who gets so high, they're like falling asleep at the table or they're, and you're looking around and you're thinking, man, you're, you're find yourself constantly criticizing, constantly judging, constantly having this, this, this rage that's just simmering beneath the surface, this overwhelm, this frustration. You can't talk to any of your friends. You're embarrassed. You carry shame for the things you're not even doing. That's becoming somebody that you're not meant to be. So if you don't like the person you are inside of this dynamic, that is frustrated, overwhelmed, judgmental, harsh, sad, depressed, angry, it's time to make a change. It's time to make a change because I'm going to tell you something, even if they get better and they never use a substance again, what do you think happens to all these situations that you've experienced up until this point? They don't magically go away. I remember the day that I thought, you know, um, when I got an apology for all the bad things that had happened to me or been done to me, that I would magically be healed. But I'm going to tell you something, the apology comes, the amends happens, and you're still full of rage. You still have these issues that you need a safe place to be able to go and talk about. All right. And that's what, that's what coaching is for. That's what the semi-private group is for every Wednesday night, you know, that we do. Um, I just want to encourage you, if you're interested in that, book a consultation. You can do that with one of our customer service representatives, a customer service specialist. They can walk you through the program. You can send me an email. You can comment down here below. I just want to encourage you to don't let this video be the end. Let it be the beginning. Let it be the beginning. You know, it can't get worse. All right. It can only get better from here. If you're willing to be the one, there is a hang up there. Well, they need to get the help. It's them. They have the problem. I don't have the problem. Wait a minute. Why am I investing my time? Why am I spending my money? Why am I doing investing my brain power? Well, I don't need to change. They need to change. Yes, 
and you need to get better whether they get better or not because their behavior has impacted you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're a victim in this scenario, but you, there's a certain point where you go from victim to willing volunteer. And I want to help you understand your behavior and why you engage with this person in a brand new way so that you can make conscious decisions. Because right now, I'm going to tell you, you're living out old patterns and behaviors and your subconscious is running the show. How do I know that? Because you're being triggered up all the time. And here's your neocortex. Here's, here's, here's the place where you make rash, good decisions. And here's the limbic system where your emotions live. And whenever somebody's triggering you up and drinking and using, you're in survival mode. I want to help get you out of survival mode into thriving mode, into thinking mode. And that happens when you get access back to here. That's what I help people do. All right. I love you. Take excellent care. If you found this video helpful, like it. Number one, comment number two, because it helps us get seen by more people. All right. I love you. Take excellent care of yourself. I'll see you in another video and or over at lovecoachheidi.com and we can deepen our relationship. Take excellent care. Bye-bye.